Give and Take by Adam Grant. One sentence summary. Give and Take explains the three different types of how we interact with others and shows you why being a giver is, contrary to popular belief, the best way to succeed in business and in life. My favorite quote from the author is, Being a giver is not good for a 100-yard dash, but it's valuable in a marathon. Adam Grant I loved Originals, Adam Grant's latest book. This one he published in 2013. And while it's also about personality, its premise is slightly different. An original is something you can become over time, in case you aren't already. But you're already a giver, taker or matcher. So with this one, it's about switching to the right category instead of acquiring something that's totally new to you. You know plenty of examples of people who match any of the three types already. We all do. There are those who are preoccupied with making sure they get their share, those who want everyone to have their fair share, and of course those who lead with generosity. Interestingly, Adam Grant establishes that it's the very last category, the giver, who's predetermined to thrive. Yes, even in the competitive world of business. Here are three lessons about giving and taking and why giving's the best. 1. Whether we give or take depends on the specific situation. 2. Give away your power in conversation to get others on your side. 3. Givers can't burn out if they see how big their impact is. If you want to, like me, build an empire on making honey, not hand grenades, then this is for you. Give and take lesson 1. You adapt your giving style to specific people and situations. It's fluid. This answers the question, do we each have one specific style of giving or taking and does that style stay the same over time? Sometimes you give, sometimes you take, sometimes you negotiate. While we all have a predominant style that makes us marks us as a giver, taker or matcher, we adapt our behavior to certain situations and depending on who we're with. For example, even takers donate money at mass in church, when everyone around them does. While a giver might hide her generosity because she's scared of being thought of as weird. Other than peer pressure, how well we can relate to a person also impacts how generous we are. Believe it or not, if you're a Manchester United fan and you see an injured runner on the sidewalk who's wearing a jersey of the club, you're three times more likely to help him out than if he just wore a plain t-shirt. Our giving style isn't set in stone. It's fluid. We shape and change it constantly, even without realizing it. So no matter which type you're tilted towards, it's never too late to switch from one to the other. Give and take lesson two. Practice powerless communication to get support when you need it. This answers the question, what is the best way to convince other people? There is a scene in the funny romantic comedy Ghost of Girlfriends Past, where Matthew McConaughey's mentor tells him that the power of the relationship lies with whoever cares less. As the film will go on to show, that's a very sad statement to live by, and according to Adam Grant, it's also not true. Most of the time, we're told to be confident, to speak up, to assert ourselves, and sometimes that's necessary. However, Adam says there's nothing more convincing than giving up power. When you communicate powerlessly, you don't focus on what's in it for you. In true giver fashion, you focus on the other person, and you ask questions and seek advice. It creates zero resistance in the other person because it puts them in power. So naturally, many people will choose to help you. For example, when a woman working at a Fortune 500 company had to relocate, she was about to have to quit her MBA studies. Feeling powerless, she asked the HR manager, what would you do? And ultimately ended up getting exclusive access to the company's private jet to relocate 
and be able to attend classes. There's no force, no game, no sweet talk in Paulus' communication. It's just natural. Natural, human, pure honesty, and that's what makes it so powerful. Give and take lesson three. You can't burn out as a giver as long as you see the impact you create. This answers the question, if I keep on giving constantly, won't that make me burned out? If you keep on giving, you will win. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but someday you will. However, sometimes even the most generous giver can get burned out and exhausted. I've been surprised at how much energy I have recently, especially considering how little food and sleep I get on some days. Don't worry, nothing too extreme. Thanks to what Adam has found out, it now makes perfect sense. Givers don't have to work less hours, they have to see more of the impact they make when helping others. As long as you see the purpose in the things you do, there are very few limits on your productivity. Every time I get an email saying, thanks Nick, your site really helps me, or a small payment or a share on Twitter, that puts fuel in my tank to want to wake up the next day and work even harder. I've written this at 8.30pm on a Sunday, by the way. Burnout is for the purposeless. Find a way to see the impact you have as often as possible and you'll be able to give for however long it takes. My personal takeaways from Give and Take for 2017. Okay, I have several slight add-ons, a related book I'm reading and a little backstory on my attitude towards this. So, first of all, uh, I want to say that I think a lot of this give and take concept depends on, or rather how well this works, depends on how much you believe in it, right? It's sort of like a placebo effect, I guess, because if you really believe in it, somehow the world just makes these things come true. Maybe that's something as mundane as if you believe that if you give this, this generosity will come back to you, you notice more small generous acts others perform for you and thus you are more likely to see things as generous, right? Gestures towards you and that way you think you get more of them back, right? So, for example, if you're not generous and you don't, or you don't believe in karma, you would probably need a much bigger event like a lottery win or something to really start thinking about that as opposed to if you're generous all the time and you keep on giving you will realize even very very small things like today someone gave me a muffin right and that was just like whoa cool like i got a free muffin and i really like appreciated that i was like yeah man like being nice paid off right um and it's such a small thing um but i guess like the more you give the more you're bound to realize when others give to you and so it's a self-reinforcing cycle right and that's why it works i think that's a large part of why it works um i just uploaded a quote to any quote or quotes app anyquote.co check it out um that was like if you give back if you give three times you will get back ten times or however much you give will come back to you three times over something like that right and then the quote said don't worry about the math it's karma it, it works something along those lines right so if you believe in it i think that's one of the biggest preconditions for this to work um obviously adapting the style makes perfect sense um of course you have this default mode you usually default to but uh, even yeah the best giver might have a bad day or even the worst taker might have a good day right obviously i notice this myself the more i like a person the more inclined i am to help 
So I just thought today when I got a comment uh, or uh, a person signed up for my email list, she commented multiple times on various things. Today she commented on something on my Instagram. Uh, it was really nice, genuine comment. So I thought like, yeah, like if she asked me for something, I would be glad to help her, right? As opposed to other people who just message me out of the blue, like on Quora and say, hey, I got this app. Can you promote it for me? Which inevitably makes me like, no, like why the fuck would I do that? Um, like what kind of leverage do you have, right? Like they don't even say like, oh, thanks for the nice answer or whatever. It's like, oh, you have a lot of reach. Will you promote my stuff? Blah, blah, blah. No, why the hell should I? Um. Yeah, so obviously likability bias is something in there. Uh, I think How to Win Friends and Influence People or Influenced by Cialdini, it was one of the two books, I'm, I'm never sure which one it is, talks about likability bias. So get yourself to be liked by like doing other small favors and also asking them small favors. That's a fun thing you might not know. If you ask somebody for a gum, that makes them like you more because they get a chance to be generous with you, right? So they can be the hero in this mini scenario for you. <clears throat> which makes it easier for you to get more favors down the road. Funny, funny uh, counterintuitive principle. Uh, powerless communication is super powerful. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, I wrote a post somewhere last year about being vulnerable and it was, uh, I met a girl from my past who I'd been in love with before and I was like, for the whole week I was communicating with her or we were getting coffee or stuff like that. I was, I felt super vulnerable. It was like, if she like she could do like one or two things that would like shatter me like i knew that but i was like let me just show up anyway let me say that like look i'm here i'm vulnerable hey um it's okay like i know i might get hurt or i will get hurt but it's all right i'm gonna be honest and open and not try to pretend i'm strong or anything like that and it was super powerful because somehow like that made the whole experience better and not worse and it didn't turn out how i wanted right so um we eventually talked and she said like yeah like i don't want to be with you or like that was the gist of it right so i don't i don't want to be your girlfriend um so i was like oh shit like right that's bad but somehow because i had let myself be vulnerable and open all this time it wasn't so bad like it was really it was a very surreal very weird experience that was probably the most extreme case of powerless communication i have practiced so far but in general it's like if you're just open and honest and say like just yesterday i texted a friend i was like he's supposed to come next monday to wednesday and i was like christopher i have to work like full time during the week so what's your plan for coming here because if you take three days off i'm gonna feel super bad because i'm gonna have to work i can't get around it i can't just take three days off um i'm gonna feel super bad like if you just take this time off and he was like no like actually i'm coming because i want to like get some of your splash because i need to get stuff done and i was hoping we'd go to work together i was like oh that's awesome right and then we could go get dinner in the evenings and do stuff and i was like yeah sure that we can do um and that changed the whole thing and it was just because i was like look like i feel bad i i don't have a good feeling about this i'm a little stressed and a little freaked out like what can we do about it and that solved it <clears throat> so definitely the next time you get a chance to be vulnerable give it a try by the way, great book about that, Brene Brown, Brene Brown, Daring Greatly. Keep that in mind. And lastly, the, about the you can't burn out part, I used to think you could burn out. And I felt like I've had like two or three occasions in my life where I felt like, man, I'm really so done with all this giving stuff because I went from people pleaser to generous giver, right? So it switched at some point where I was like, okay, 
let me not do this for like random strangers and try to get their appreciation, but let me like keep on giving because that's my default mode and I like being generous. Um, two, three points in my life, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm super done with this. Um, but all those times were, were times where I didn't see my purpose in life, right? And now it gets a lot easier as like my writing reaches more people and stuff because I get more feedback from the outside world. And these little things like emails here and there, like these things really make your day, like that happens. Um, and so the phrase I like to use to remind myself is like, the stronger your purpose, the longer you will go. That's like my, I don't know, like kind of thing. Um, so if you have a strong purpose, like it's become super easy for me to sleep like five hours a night during the week and then catch up on the weekend and stuff like that, which I could never could have done years ago because I just wasn't seeing the purpose. Like there was like nothing there. So, and, uh, whatever purpose you have, or if you feel like you don't have much, bring some to it. It's about how you do it, how you like focus on the little details, focus on making small positive differences for people. Not everyone has to be a billionaire. Not everyone has to found the next Apple. Um, you can do small things every day and um, let that take you, drive you home. Uh, and lastly, the book recommendation I want to make about a related book uh, that I'm reading right now, Ego is the Enemy, Ryan Holiday. Um, I think practicing powerless communication where you just take your ego out of the equation, I think that book ties in nicely to that theme. All right, enough of my ramblings awesome book awesome guy adam grant his other books good too originals uh check those out and i hope to hear you on one of these other summaries of the books i just recommended see ya